Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Ruby Darcy podcast. I'm so grateful you are here joining me for yet another episode. And this one is on the topic of imposter syndrome. Okay, so let's unpack why I'm creating this episode. Well, the reason is that it's coming up a lot within client conversations and really overall in the industry that I'm in. For those who don't know, I do business mentoring and coaching overall. I still have my beautiful health and fitness clients. And in the coaching space, we are fundamentally encouraging people to chase their dreams and get out of their comfort zone and to pursue things that they haven't done before. So naturally, what seems to present itself is the one and the only imposter syndrome. Now, you may or may not have experienced this personally throughout your journey. I don't think either is right or wrong. I think it's a natural uh, experience, as I said, when you're getting out of your comfort zone and pursuing high achieving activities. So what is Google's definition? Or at least when I type into Google, imposter syndrome, meaning let's get some context and language. Imposter syndrome is a behavioral health phenomenon described as self-doubt of intellect, skills, or accomplishments among high achieving individuals. So they are specifically assigning this to those who are high achieving. And as a result, they are doubting their intellect, their skills, or their accomplishments along their journey. And we know, like I literally just watched, I literally just watched the latest Kardashians episode the other night. And Kim was speaking to the Harvard business students on the topic of imposter syndrome. And what that highlighted to me was, wow, like we all do experience it at all levels, right? Pursuing big audacious things, pursuing absolutely uh, just wild, crazy opportunities that potentially we haven't had a leader in our path doing before or we haven't yet done before. So we, of course, have no business in being quite content in it, right? It's the unknown. It's new. And overall, if we just look at the human, right, doing the unknown is fundamentally a threat to our security and our safety and our certainty. So overall, there is resistance there. And again, our survival mechanisms and those in which are designed to protect us are going to be pushing back to try and keep us in a safer position. So naturally, self-doubt is going to kick in as a mechanism of self-protection. And if we can see that, individuals specifically, so you, me, Kim, everyone else, Kim Kardashian, by the way, for reference, you know, we're all going to have a different uh, basis of our self-doubt based off the way that we see our intellect, the way that we see our skills and our accomplishments and what potentially in the past we have labeled as our weaknesses or our strengths, right? Or what we have been conditioned to believe that we are good at or not good at, etc. All of these things are going to be dependent on the individual. So you don't know where imposter syndrome may present itself, but You know, for some people, it might be in the realm of public speaking. For other people, it might be in the realm of starting a freaking business. For others, it might be in the realm of, you know, taking up space, posting content, like whatever it may be, all of the above, anything and everything, imposter syndrome. So first things first, 
what I really like to hold as a core belief is to not allow these definitions and these phenomenons per se to become a limitation for you, right? Like I personally do not want to subscribe or subscribe to the idea or identify as someone who has imposter syndrome. Because for me, it becomes this labeling system where I just don't see benefit in doing that. Of course, there's truth to like, yes, you have imposter syndrome, but I really don't like to give it too much airtime. Not from the space of I want to ignore it and pretend I don't have a problem that I actually have. Like there's a very fine line there. It's not like turning a blind eye and then of course those things are going to persist, right? It's acknowledging and accepting, but it's not indulging in the, oh my God, I really have imposter syndrome in this. Okay. Like I want to make that clear that of course you need to articulate how you're feeling, but it's always a deeper layer, right? Imposter syndrome is just a surface level thing. But if we actually look deeper, and this is where I'm going to provide the value in how I see imposter syndrome and how I believe it's really, really going to help you gain a new perspective and one that is proactive and looking towards solutions rather than being reactive and indulging in the experience. Okay. Proactive, looking for the solutions versus reactive and indulging in the experience, the experience that is labeled as imposter syndrome. Okay. So this is really empowering because you actually get to use these solutions to propel you forward. And that's what I want. Like I don't want to normalize the victim. I want to create a path for the empowerment. So how I see imposter syndrome, let's come into it. So there are going to be a few things that contribute to it and a few reasons why it makes sense in the first place. Okay, so the first thing, and this is something I've learned from a mentor specifically and I never forgot it, was there is truth to it right? If you are doubting your skills, if you are doubting your accomplishments and your intellect, then there's likely truth to what you're doubting, okay? And as soon as we can come into self-acceptance of those things, we start to actually see that it's not your skill set the accomplishments or the intellect, it's actually your expectation of where you think they should be, right? It's not the skill set, etc. It's where you think they should be, the expectation and the pressure that you should be someone that you're not, okay? The pressure that you should be someone you're not. So with that, people assume that in order to move into a space of bigger goals, bigger uh, intentions, pursuing new things, they assume they need to be a certain type of person with a certain type of skill set in order to be successful in that thing, right? So think about something that you want to do next that's getting you out of your comfort zone. You recognize that other people that have done that have have been of a certain level of experience, skill set, intellect, accomplishment, all the things that you project that you need that in order to be successful at it, right? 
So naturally, of course, you feel like an imposter because you don't have those things. You don't have what someone else has because you're a complete different human who has had different experiences, right? Who has different skill sets. So instead of assuming that it is those aspects of who they are that has cultivated their success, it is actually just fully detaching that belief and assuming that you and your skill sets, your intellect and your experiences and accomplishments can equally contribute to that success, right? Can be a catalyst to that success. That you don't actually need to be more courageous, more intelligent, more confident in order to get there. You're actually good where you are to at least start, right? It doesn't mean that along the way you're not going to build those skill sets, but you have to start, you know, and that creates or dissolves rather the truth to imposter syndrome because in taking action, you get better, you know, and then you will not feel like an imposter as much in that area because you do acquire the skills, right? So there is truth to it. So, It's really looking at your expectation of where you think you should be and your perception of yourself, which is resulting to imposter syndrome. And therefore, take the expectation out and accept that there is no prerequisite to taking action. You just start. You know, you just need to keep moving. And what you have right now are the resources that are available to you, right? The resources that you have are what is going to allow you to get as far as you can in your current circumstances. If you choose to exhaust your potential in whatever resources you have right now, resources being your skill sets, your experience, your time, your your energy, etc., whatever else you have to get moving forward. Use what you have, okay? Which really requires you to meet yourself where you're actually at. So meeting yourself where you're at is not looking at uh, telling yourself that you should be further along, you should have more resources or wishing that you had more resources because that's all actually irrelevant and unproductive and not doing anything, right? It's unproductive. So looking at meeting yourself where you're at, even if you have to take a humbling to your level of expertise, where you'd like to think you have a a greater skill set because that's your ambition, but right now it might not be the reality. So meeting yourself where you're at, even if you're going to label that as being a beginner, you don't have to call yourself a beginner, but it's true. You know, at the end of the day, your skill set is your skill set, your reality is your reality, but people just need to accept it through being very honest with themselves first. And as soon as we look where we're at and we leverage the abundance of the resources that we do have, then we dissolve imposter syndrome, okay? Because we don't necessarily doubt the skill sets because we use what we have, right? But we're not looking at what we don't have, which is therefore making us feel like we don't have enough. But of course, we don't have enough because we're assuming that we have more, right? Like, it's just a bit of a head fuck. But (laughs) if you're still following along, the next part is you need to create evidence to negate the self-doubt, okay? And in order to trust yourself, accessing self-trust versus self-doubt, you really need to create consistent and compounding evidence that suggests that you are competent and capable in doing so, right? So, 
over time, it will strengthen. Okay. Over time, it will strengthen. But the thing that stops people from actually moving forward to find evidence to strengthen their self-belief and their self-trust, the thing that stops them is their belief system. Okay. So, It is the belief that you can't, right? The belief that you're not ready, the belief that you're not good enough, the belief that you're not worthy, that you're not capable, you're not competent, you're not X, Y, Z, you're not smart enough, whatever. Let's come back to looking at that belief, okay? If that belief is still persisting and you can tell yourself all these things, like Ruby said, meet where you're at, you know, meet at the beginner, you're a beginner, whatever, but I still have this belief that I can't and I'm still scared and I have fear in getting out of my comfort zone and taking the next step. So if we're focusing our energy on that fear and that belief and we're fully accepting that that belief is true, right, then naturally we might fumble because our behavior has been affected by that belief, right? There's so much bias that we're going to fumble. We're not going to be good enough. So as soon as we do, or as soon as we hesitate, or as soon as we doubt ourselves, or as soon as we uh, avoid or procrastinate, uh, or these behaviors come out, then what we're doing is we're actually just further confirming that initial belief that you're not good enough, you're not ready, you're not worthy, you're not competent, etc. So it's really this cycle that continues on. So your mind goes, see, I knew I wasn't good enough because I doubted myself and now I'm overwhelmed and that reconfirms this belief that I have that I'm not good enough, right? So it's because we're vigilant to that because that fear is then dictating us and our behavior. Our fear is in the driver's seat. So really it's acknowledging the fear and it's fully accepting that part of ourselves, fully just feeling all of the thoughts and projections that are coming out of that. And maybe you have past evidence in all these other experiences where it has been true, where you, where it hasn't worked out and you have fumbled and potentially you've, you know, it just didn't work out in the way you wanted it to, right? Acknowledge all of those things because they are going to fuel your belief and prevent you from actually breaking down that belief and creating a new one that doesn't dictate your behavior. So one that is not going to negatively dictate your behavior is of course a positive belief, right? And it's playing with what you know you have and it's leveraging that to create behavior that creates more evidence from it. So it's really getting yourself into this state of confidence. And what this requires is you to upgrade your external awareness, right? This is something that is so underutilized and overlooked. And I really think it's not about just lying to yourself and being in delusion that oh my God, I'm so amazing. No, it is having a very, very honest audit of yourself to upgrade the way that you actually see yourself with the tangible evidence that you actually have. Like looking at your skill sets, looking at your past accomplishments, looking at who you are that makes you capable of achieving the thing. What intellect do you have? What traits do you have, right? And really with that, it should create an element of momentum 
in Ute so that your behavior reflects that upgraded awareness that you have about yourself. And what I'm going to say is that sometimes a really useful tool, and this is a fine line because I don't want people to rely on it. I want people to be able to strengthen their ability to create momentum without validation. However, sometimes validation, and I see it firsthand every freaking day with my clients, myself, is it gives you this sense of, oh my God, I didn't see that in myself. Oh my God, do you think that? Like, oh my God, wow. You know, it's tangible evidence that Sally said I was a good communicator. Oh my God, add that to my list of things that are going to fuel my fire, right? And and it's the conversation of you shouldn't need validation to move, but I also believe that validation can be a tool that you can acquire more of in order to create more momentum, you know, and people can ask for it. And I think it's underutilized is the opportunity we have to actually ask for validation and reassurance from people. And we have, I have conversations with my clients around this, even in relationships, like romantic relationships, where if there's disconnect and if you're in your head doubting yourself, right, this is just an example, then what do you need? How do you need to communicate in order to dissolve that self-doubt or the stories and projections that are going on in your head. Sometimes you just need validation and new evidence and new truths. Okay, well, go and ask for that. You know, it's taking responsibility and it's not making seeking validation or compliments a bad thing because it can, as I said, be a very, very powerful tool to create momentum for one, and upgrade your external awareness for two so that your behavior reflects this new state of awareness because you're making decisions from the state that you see yourself as being a very capable and competent person, okay? You make decisions for that version of yourself, okay? If you're, let's say tomorrow, someone gave you the responsibility to be the CEO of a big fucking company, let's say, first company that comes to mind is Netflix, right? (laughs) Someone says, you are now the CEO of Netflix for whatever reason. Somebody can't do the job anymore. So it's on you. Okay. How would you upgrade your decision making overall, knowing that you are equipped with the responsibility, you have been regarded as someone capable enough for that job, right? People have seen you and they've thought she's perfect for that job, you know, because she has this skill set. She has this. And of course, this sounds freaking delusional, but just notice how you would respond differently when you have so much belief and responsibility in you, right? Like you naturally just would. So it's one of those things where imposter syndrome is just a feeling. So therefore we respond to it in a way that we manipulate our feelings, okay, whilst still accessing logic. So the logical part is, again, just to summarize, there is fucking truth to it, okay? If you're an imposter because you've 
you're about to do something that you've never done before, if you're feeling imposter syndrome, then, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like you've never freaking done it before, but note that that's a feeling and it makes sense that you have that feeling. But what are you going to allow that feeling to dictate? Which power are you allocating to that feeling? Is it going to dictate your behavior negatively or are you going to manipulate your feelings so that it dictates your behavior positively. And it's not just dictating your feelings. It's uh, sorry, manipulating your feelings. It is manipulating the way that you see yourself and manipulating where you can actually meet yourself in a really realistic way, not in a way that is fueled by assuming that you need to be this fucking unicorn in order to be successful in that thing, right? Like compassionately seeing yourself as oh my God, this is who I am. I'm motherfucking capable and I'm going to leverage exactly what I have to get as far as I can with those skill sets, knowing that along the way, I'm going to acquire more, right? It's really seeing yourself where you're at. It's acknowledging and accepting the part of you that isn't at a unicorn, a genius or a magician. And it's actually saying, cool, like fine, I don't need to be. But this is where people think, okay, Ruby, yep, I'm taking all of this on. And then you'll start listening to this podcast and you'll go on Instagram and you'll start to see evidence in other people. And you might come back to like, oh, oh, like, oh, damn, like I can't do it because again, look at what that person has. So, or look at what that person has, that skill set or the way they're showing up. And people assume that, okay, well, they have that success. They're showing up in that way. I I need to present as that. I need to be that. I need to find that within me so that I can have that success, right? Well, that is a distraction, I'm going to say, from actually, again, noting your own strengths and leveraging those. And secondly, it is a false perception of what has actually helped them get to where they are. You know, we just look for whatever evidence we can find to, again, further reconfirm the belief that we're not ready. So when you're going on Instagram and you're scrolling and you might see someone doing the thing and they look like they're doing it with confidence and conviction and you're like, I don't have that confidence and conviction or that intellect or skill, whatever. So that's further confirming that I can't do it. So it's just being so mindful of that and all of these things that you're going to slide into to actually further saturate your mind into a state of, oh my God, I'm incapable. But remember, it's all in your fucking head. (laughs) But (laughs) in a way that I also say it's in your head, but I also... (laughs) You guys, I say that it's in your head because it's a feeling. It's valid. I hear you. And what I actually think it is, imposter syndrome is actually gifting you an opportunity to see a part of yourself that you need to strengthen. And it's your relationship to yourself by the way that you see yourself, the way that you perceive yourself, the way that you assume who you need to be in order to succeed, right? Like that is a whole skill set in itself to be able to actually compartment compartmentalize appropriate information in order to take an actionable step, right? Like imposter syndrome, comparison, they are gifts so that you can see these un 
strengthened. Is that a word? Parts of yourself. Okay. So really the way that it presents itself is for you to grow every single time. So lean into it. If you want to lean out, I get it. It's, it's uncomfortable, but lean in, right? Just lean in, lean in, lean in, meet yourself where you're at. Keep moving forward. I really hope that this episode is helpful. I even hope that you potentially listen to it again when you need it. Because as I said, you'll listen to this and then you're going to have a new initiation into your imposter syndrome in another area. The next time you're uncomfortable or the next time you do something wildly outrageously big that you've never done before, right? And when you do that thing, yes, every level has another devil and imposter syndrome might represent itself. So I hope that this can be a very, very helpful episode for you to implement into your mindset work so that you do not slow down on your journey because you absolutely will get there. And I would rather you fail 10 times and get back up with a new lesson than fail once and get back up with one lesson and a whole lot of fucking fear. (laughs) So sending love. Thank you for listening. I will chat to you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this, please let me know or share it to someone who you feel will benefit. Thanks, guys.